you can do all the right things, but if you don't get that stress under control, I'm telling you, it, it's like you might as well have just eaten the chocolate cake <laughs> because the stress is so super impactful on our bodies. Greetings. This is your host, Dr. Jen Barna, and I'm thrilled to welcome you to Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast, the podcast that's all about helping physicians and healthcare professionals like you to unlock your true potential. Our mission is to provide you with invaluable strategies and insights so you can craft a life that resonates with what matters most to you on your own terms. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to express my sincere gratitude for your presence here. Your support fuels our passion to continue creating meaningful content. If you enjoy the podcast, I would be immensely grateful if you could spare just a moment to shower us with a five-star review wherever you listen to our podcast. And don't forget to visit docworking.com your hub of curated resources designed to propel you toward your desired destination. So here we go. My guest today is Stephanie Shaw, nutrition strategist and host of Hello Hot Flash podcast. Hello Hot Flash is a weekly interview style podcast that's helping midlife women to navigate wellness, relationships, and business. And since so many of these well-being concepts are universal, I wanted to have a conversation with Stephanie to get some tips and advice. And if you're listening and thinking about what you can offer to others from your own personal experience, Maybe you're wondering how you could positively influence those around you, your family, friends, patients, and the community you live in. Or maybe you're thinking about how to build a community via social media or via creating your own podcast. If you're thinking about any of that, I think you'll be inspired by Stephanie's story. Stephanie Shaw, welcome to Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. Dr. Jen, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited that we we have this opportunity to speak with one another. Me too. I'm thrilled to have you here. And before we delve into getting your advice, I want our community to get to know you, your personal story. Oh, sure, sure. So um, if I go back a little ways, I spent 20 years in corporate America, um, public affairs and business development, regulatory affairs. And then I ran an education nonprofit for 10 years. And toward the end of those 10 years at that nonprofit, I got really sick. So um, it was March 23rd, 2017. I was on a business trip in New Orleans. And I was as I was stepping my foot onto Bourbon Street, I felt like I was going to have a stroke. My body went numb. And before the night ended, I ended up in two emergency rooms. It was super scary because no families around. I had a coworker with me. Um, but that day was just a culmination of a lot of other things that were going on in my body that I was not taking awareness of or taking time to taking the time to understand and realize uh, um, the potential impact that it could have. So I had um, 
numbness in my hands and feet prior, cold hands and feet, uh, twitching eyes, my hair had been falling out, um, pain in my jaw, sciatic pain. There was uh, so many different things going on in my body um, prior to that 2017 date. And from 17 to 19, I ended up at 18 different doctors. So um, cardiologists, gynecologists, and I'm putting S's at the end and have everyone, ophthalmologists, um, trying to figure out what was going on in my body. I went to two world-renowned medical facilities, and I also traveled across four different states just trying to find an answer. And at the core of all of it was nutrition. At the very core, once I found someone who took one simple um, urine analysis, gave me like a checklist of, are you feeling like this, this, and this? They put me on supplements uh, and changed the way that I was eating. And I wasn't eating poorly before. I think that was kind of probably um, a part of not being able to be diagnosed and having MRIs and so much blood work because I wasn't eating poorly. I wasn't eating for my body. So things like cabbage and pineapples and certain apples weren't for my body and they were actually harming me. So after taking this one simple test, changing the way that I eat, beginning to supplement my body, I, it was six to nine months. You know, I had 50 years worth of stuff to clean out. <laughs> but um, after, after that point, I actually started to heal my body. And that's when I became such an advocate for nutrition and the things that eating properly and eating for your body can actually do to change. Because I, I was to the point where I couldn't drive. Um, I was coming home from work, sitting on a chair half the day, um, not being able to move, not being able to interact with my family. I still ha still had one child in high school. So my life, th this, this um, phase, which now I am associating with perimenopause, this phase of my life had actually debilitated me and I was not able to function properly. But nutrition was able to change everything for me. Wow. Now, Hearing about that journey for you, I'm really curious how how long that had been going on. You said it, it culminated when you were in New Orleans. So this had been these things had been going on for a while before that. Did you associate that with stress or how how did how did you see the onset of those symptoms begin? Yeah, I think it was stress related, but the problem for me was it was different every day. So I'd have tingling in my extremities one day and then it wouldn't happen for a week or two. Um, you know, one time I'd check and my hair was like thinning and then the next time it kind of looked normal. The next time I, like it was so different um, that I could not, I was not aware that I needed to even be tracking for a pattern. Um, so what essentially happened is I, when it started to happen more rapidly or um, things like if the numbness, instead of having once every other week, it was happening like every other day and so forth. Then I started journaling a little bit and I'm like, oh, wait, this stressful moment is causing this or um, this particular scenario of, of food that I ate is causing this. But I still I, I was I was not a nutritionist, so I still couldn't like put it all together and my doctors weren't talking to one another. I was going in and saying, you know, I'm your doctor 12 and your doctor 15, but they weren't communicating with one another. There wasn't a system where they could start to like piece these 
pieces and parts together to help me. So I think that that um, disaggregation of information, um, not being able to be on a certain network where everyone can like say, hey, this is going on with this one person, um, that I think actually helped or hindered my recovery. I will tell you that I finally found my physical therapist because I was with him for a year. So we actually became kind of like buddies and a chiropractor. They, I'd been with her for a while too. They were finally like, we, we have to figure this out. And they sat down and talked together. And once these medical folks came together, it was like, I was doing better because I'd start changing the nutrition, but it just took, there was this leap in my recovery because they had, they started to communicate with each other looked at all of my records and then came up with uh, an even better plan of how I needed to move forward. One thing that really stands out in your story to me is the underlying stress in our lives and how mm -hmm. that can manifest through somatic symptoms. And I think as physicians, we tend to tamp down stress. We tend to push that down and move forward and just go power through. That's really kind of the culture that we're coming from. And so I think when we hear stories like yours, it is a reminder that sometimes when you continue to just push stress down and not find a way to process it, it can come out sideways, essentially, in yeah. like our unconscious mind can create uh our unconscious mind is aware of that stress and finds another way to, to process it. And that can right. be through somatic problems. And so if I'm understanding correctly, and you tell me if I, if I am, or if I'm not, ultimately you found that the solution was in changing your nutrition. Mm -hmm. Did that lead to other changes in your lifestyle or? Was it really all resolved around the changes to your diet? I found that it was a three-step process for me personally. So the changes in my diet was key because that stopped the twitching in the eye and the problems with the extremities and so forth. But the the doc, the chiropractor and the physical therapist, when they came together, the you know my shoulder pain and my sciatic issues, they were able to help those. But there was still this missing piece. And it's exactly what you just said. There was still stress. So I'm doing all of the things, but there's still this underlying stress in my life. Um, you know, trying to keep the found the uh, nonprofit running, stress at home, stress, just stress everywhere. And not, it wasn't until like, again, I started doing better with the nutrition and my physical body started feeling better there was that missing piece. And it wasn't until I started to understand where is the stress coming from that like all of this come together and get me to where I am today. And the way I discovered that, that stress is, um, again, I, I said that I was kind of journaling through the process of what I was eating and movement and so forth. But I started a deeper dive on actually writing out scenarios and how they made me feel. And then I felt, I started to, to become more empowered to have some really big girl conversations with some people who were stressing me out and removing myself from some situations that were that were stressing me out. Um, so with 
doing all of that, that again, that's how I started to heal. And that's how I, I'm, I'm thinking I cannot, first of all, I kept it to myself. So that was part of the stress. Like my board chair knew, um, of course, my immediate family members knew, but I was hiding everything from everyone, except for when I was down to like 107 pounds and they're like, wait, what's going on? That's when I had to start telling people. But um, I, w- I was bearing and hiding that stress. And once I started openly communicating about it, I'm like, I can't be the only person that's feeling this type of stress and, and, you know, quote unquote, good food is harming them. That's when I went back. I'm like, okay, I need to get some certifications on this. I need need to dig deeper and figure out what's going on. And that's how the journey started for me to want to help more women who are in that same situation, who are going through perimenopausal symptoms and are stressed out, can't sleep at night and um, gaining unexplained weight and so forth. That that's when again I started digging so I could help other folks. That is tremendous that you thought to apply your personal experience to helping other people, and that's another thing that I I think is is really inspiring about your story for anyone listening who's thinking about maybe how their own personal story could help to inspire other people. Yeah, and it's also really powerful to hear you explain how journaling these scenarios empowered you to be able to then have conversations with people in real life that you, for for whatever reason, had not either maybe didn't realize you needed to have, or I don't know how you felt about those prior to the journaling or whether the journaling actually revealed to you that you needed to have those conversations. Yeah, they so it revealed that I need to have the conversations, but I still was not the I did not have the personality where I would have those conversations. So what I would do is actually kind of map, use the journaling to map out what this conversation is going to look like so it didn't go left. Um, <laughs> you know what? And and then really focusing on not um I, me type of statements, like really understanding, like, or I'm sorry, not focusing on you, like you did this and you make me feel it this is the way I feel. This is, this is what's happening for me. This is how this is impacting me. How can you help me get past this scenario? And we still remain friends or remain in this relationship kind of thing. So yeah, the journaling helped me uncover it because I'm an angry journaler. I will be honest. I don't, you know, journal faithfully every morning, get up and write, but if I'm mad at you, I'll like write everything about it. And I started going back. I'm like, wow, I'm angry a lot. It's the same couple of people that keep coming up and that's the same situation. Let me figure out what I need to do. And instead of just making that quick approach, I actually mapped out what that approach would look like. I thought about it. I spent time on it because there were relationships that I didn't want to sever. There were just relationships that needed repaired. And it was like this physical, I can't even explain it, but getting the words out having someone actually listen to me, hear me and agree that, you know, okay, this is something we need to work on. The physical, the extra physical pain lifted off me, like lifted off my sciatic, lifted off my neck. Like I could turn my neck left or right for quite a while. That was part of me not being able to drive. All of that lifted. And it was, I was just able to, um, to, to, step back into life again. It was amazing. It was completely amazing. The power of words and the way, um, what happens when you get to the root cause of stress and then work towards relieving that stress in your your body. That is incredible. And I've heard similar stories from other people 
also related to chronic pain. And uh, so I'm, I'm really inspired by your story. Did you, when you had those conversations, how did people, how receptive were people to the conversations with you? So I think it was fortunate slash unfortunate that the conversations that I had to have were with people who really loved me and were really close with me anyway. So when I came to them, it wasn't about this is over. We, you know, just like sever the work relationship or sever the home relationship or sever the whatever relationship. They were, I hear you. What are we going to do next? Or um, in one case was, oh, I didn't realize that was going on or I didn't know this is how this made you feel. Because sometimes I, I often say some of the things, if I sit back and listen, I'm like, that was kind of, it, it wasn't petty, <laughs> but it was like, some people would have, um, been happy to have had my problems. I I guess I can say it that way. But to me, those problems were actually causing me stress because they weren't things that I was personally comfortable with. So um, yeah, they were super, super receptive. And I always say, and I had to go in with this mindset as well. If the person isn't receptive to this conversation, I need to figure out if this person needs to, or will continue to be part of my life because I was I was sitting in a chair every day from like 3.30 until, you know, time to go to bed and then waking back up. It was impacting my life so much that I had to to be willing to make that that decision that if the, the relationships were going to be severed or not. So it sounds like that did influence you moving forward very much. And I, I, I also am curious, did those conversations empower you to have other conversations since then that maybe weren't with people who were as close to you? Great. That is a great question. Yes. So like my business completely changed, like having those conversations with those folks and knowing that they had my back and that I could work through that, that situation, like conversations with clients, help being able to coach clients in a different manner, um, being empowered to you know, sometimes if you're coaching someone, you're like, mm, sometimes feels like a little fine line that you don't want to cross, like being able to know that you're, you're making these suggestions and these coaching calls um, with more confidence, because your ultimate goal is to help them. That even helped. Uh, yeah, that even helped my business. So that was a great question. I hadn't really, I don't think I thought about that. But yeah, it's it's changed the way that I have conversations with people. And it's not I'm overly aggressive, or it's just, I come with you, let you know what the situation is. Let's figure out a way to work past it. And you would be surprised at the number of people who are open to having that and, or not realizing that what they were doing is causing you stress. And it's so important for, especially women who are perimenopausal or menopausal, like you can do all the right things, but if you don't get that stress under control, I'm telling you, it, it it's like you might as well have just eaten the chocolate cake kind of thing, <laughs> because the stress is so super impactful on on our on our bodies. Okay, so that brings me to the next important question, which is, <laughs> can we address the stress and still eat the chocolate cake? Yes, <laughs> yes, because I. Have- I had a little bit this week. <laughs> I always, yes, because I am, you know, I'm, I'm in sugar recovery. I always say that. 
Sometimes I get off the bandwagon every once in a while. It's super important that you, I, I feel like you don't deprive yourself of things, but you can't eat a slice of chocolate cake 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or even, you know, every night. It's, it's as a, a, as a reward or something you really, really want or need. I always tell folks that there's three different things like drink water. You hear that a million times, but like a lot of times we're not hungry. Our bodies are dehydrated. And if you're not consistently keeping your body hydrated, then you will feel hunger. Um, it will cause you to have more brain fog and so forth. I also hear women who are like, I'm cutting out my carbs or, you know, I'm on a no fat diet. Like you need carbohydrates, you need fats and you need protein. Um, and as we age, we also need to make sure that we're increasing our protein levels because we don't want to end up with things like osteoporosis and, and poor, poor bone health. So getting your car, your proteins, if you're uh, a vegetarian, you know, I probably eat too many chickpeas, but eating that, you know, your chickpeas or, or other high beans and um, other high protein foods, um, good carbs, not uh, carbohydrates that are, you know, processed food and so forth. And then getting in some good healthy fats is also something. And eat the rainbow because a lot of times people will, I, I think that that actually was part of my problem. I was eating healthy, but I was eating the same thing over and over. Like you need to eat red purple, green, orange, you need to eat blue, you need to eat um, different color foods, because each of those foods have different nutrients that help your body. So I think that's super important. Eat your chocolate cake, but make sure you're doing all the rest of it as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Maybe maybe um, sweeten the chocolate cake with date, date paste instead of oh. processed sugar. <laughs> yeah, the, so the best ever brownies total digression dates um almond butter and what else do i put in there and cacao oh my goodness best oh, thing ever give me the recipe i'll put it in the show notes okay <laughs> I all right I will, I'll, I'll send you the recipe it's so good <laughs> awesome yeah that's all really really good advice i did just read recently the idea of uh the suggestion of trying to incorporate 30 different plant-based foods into your diet every week which at first I thought sounded like a impossible. Um, but actually, once you start going and you start realizing it, it, it's actually not as hard to do as it sounds. And as you say, just really looking for different colors and trying to mix it up a little bit, which I think we should all be grateful that we have the ability to do that. And that's really, that is a privilege to be able to do that and to be able to have access to that kind of variety, which is something that we couldn't do, you know, a hundred years ago. Yeah. You're, you're so, absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But that is terrific advice. Great, great points. And so fast forwarding, how was it that this tied in specifically so that you ultimately have been bringing this tremendous podcast, which I really, really find value in hello, hot flash. If you guys are listening, please check that podcast out. Um, how did you decide to bring this specifically to this niche audience? First of all, thank you for being such a wonderful guest on the podcast. <laughs> I so enjoyed our time together, Thanks. but I, I, so part of it is, um, I want everyone is at a different level. Some people just need to understand the basics and then boom, they can implement it. Some people need that one-on-one -on -one coaching. Some people need for you to have that more of a done for you 
thing. So I wanted to be able to hit women at every different level. And some people just need to kind of know what they don't know. I I needed Hello Hot Flash desperately in 2017 because I didn't know what I didn't know. So that's why I bring this to the audience. Um, women like you who can speak to different health issues, um, doctors, gynecologists, um, naturopaths, functional medicine doctors, sleep folks that um, focus on sleep health and mindset. Those are all people that I'm having conversations with. And I try to leave at the end of episode, the episode one thing that you can take away and easily implement. So love doing Hello Hot Flash and getting to meet some awesome women. And men now, we, we're, we're starting to have a couple guys on there. <laughs> Terrific. Yes. Yeah, it is such a wonderful experience to to have a podcast because you meet such tremendous people doing doing the interview. So I, I can totally relate to that. And um, and I think that's why we enjoy listening to podcasts so much too, just to hear about someone else's experiences and and also people's willingness to be vulnerable and come and talk about their experiences is um, so valuable as yeah, a listener. And- I yeah, think. And learning, learning new things. I always say it's my own personal free therapy, but I had um, a Grammy award winning artist on Barry Goldstein, and he actually does music therapy for cancer patients and for women who are going through menopause and tells you how you can use music to help you with your stress level. So I would have never known that if I wasn't looking for a guest for the podcast. So I, again, I, it, it's just so much fun and, and I do use it personally so I can learn new stuff. <laughs> Tell me about where you are now. You said that back in two, 2017, you ha- were having all of these physical symptoms. Where are you now with that? Yeah. Is, so, it, it, Are you confined in any way? No, it's so amazing. So I was a vegetarian prior and I, I remained a vegetarian until probably about nine months ago. And I, I'm so in tune with my body, like I can eat something for one, maybe two days. And I immediately know it's not for me or I need to adjust it. So I had to be, I felt like I needed to become a pescatarian and I started eating salmon. Um, just, there was just something that was off. And now I'm able to like, I, I, I'm like probably 5% pescatarian, 95% vegetarian. So right now my body is working for me. I understand my body. I understand when um, I need to make changes in my my diet and I need to make maybe um, changes in my exercise levels. And I think that's super important is it's so important for you to get to know you because there is no one person that can tell you exactly. Um, your, I'll, I'll put it a different way. Everyone is different. So even if you're an identical twin, your gut health is different. So it's really important that you learn who you are and what's right for you and you can make those adjustments. And because I've been able to do that, I've been able to live stress-free and pain-free. It's it's funny how I um I, I woke up this morning, had technology issues, but other than that, I'm like feeling so much joy in my life because I have some very clear direction personally and perfection, professionally, and my eating feels like it's on track again, on track, so... It feels good right now. That is tremendous. And do you help other people as a coach to achieve that? I do. I do. So I work with executive midlife women 
who are perimenopausal and, you know, just can't understand why they are gaining the extra weight, why they're waking up at 3 a.m. like we, you know, a lot of women do, um, why their energy is very, very low. And then I help walk them through a lot of the things that I learned and help them implement those things into their life. Um, I do that as one-on-one coaching. And then I also have an online course called Mastering Menopause, where if you're more at the self-paced type of level, you can walk through that course and learn new things as well. That is an exciting resource to learn about. And we'll post we'll post a link to that in the show notes. Awesome. Um, and so tell me specifically where people can find you. Yes, yes. So my website is hellohotflash.com. And on that, you can get my Instagram handle, information for LinkedIn and Facebook. So again, hellohotflash.com. And also you can listen to episodes on the website. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie Shaw, for joining me today. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope Stephanie has inspired you to think about what's happened in your own life that other people may relate to and how those experiences can impact how you lead and care for others. I'm inspired by your story, Stephanie. Thank you again, and I look forward to future conversations. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us today. Your support means the world to us. And please don't forget to explore our virtual home at docworking.com, where you'll find resources carefully curated to propel you toward the destination you've always aspired to reach, both in your personal journey and in your meaningful career. It's time to take the leap and gain the tools and support to fully access the power of you. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. Mm -hmm.